Hello, I'm Kerry Lonigan. Welcome. You're on the grill for Beef Central. These podcasts are brought to you by Alenco Animal Health and the Kelly's Finance Group. Today's guest is a remarkable beef industry success story. Not because he followed the regular path of tertiary education, jackaroo, and maybe property manager. This bloke started his career standing in the daily casual labour queue for a major meatworks. Years later, he is now the general manager of the second largest meatworks in Australia. Let me introduce Wazanthi Mudan Nayaka. He is known far and wide in the abattoir world as Waza. Waza, welcome. You're on the grill. Excellent. Great to be with you, Kerry. Thank you for having me. Now, Waza, we'll go back to your background, but let's jump ahead to that day or those days when you were in the casual labour queue for the Beanley Meatworks. How many days before you were actually picked to have a day's work? Six weeks I was on the bench, Six, uh, six weeks you were waiting for a job? That's correct. That. Six weeks I was on the, in the morning. I'll come about five o'clock in the morning. Then the night shift starts three o'clock. So again, if I don't get into day shift, I come on the night shift about two o'clock. So I was there for six weeks to get a job. Wow. Now we're going to carry, follow your adventures through the meatworks, but let's go back. You were born in Sri Lanka and you did some That's study correct. and some travel before you ended up um, married with a child and on your way to Australia. That's correct, Kerry. So I was in Sri Lanka. I was studied in Sri Lanka. Then I was traveling around Europe and studying same time. Then I migrated to Australia uh, with my wife and my young daughter. Now, you, the skills you had then, you, they didn't manage to get you a job, but you ended up in the... How did you end up in the labour queue at the Tees Abattoir so was, in Beanley? Yes, I was looking for jobs. At those days, unemployment was about over 10%, so I tried everywhere. But then one of my friends in Melbourne, they said there's a uh, the meat processing plant in Beanley, uh, and uh, the if you go there, if you stay on the bench, you get a job. So I travelled all the way from Melbourne to Beanley. i never been to Queensland. Uh, and uh, then uh, that my friend, uh, friend's friend, gave me accommodation, and uh, then I bought a little push bike. Then I rode uh, every morning and every afternoon uh, to the the Beanley plant to get a uh, job. So that, that's how uh, I ended up in the Beanley. So I find that extraordinary what resilience. How did you know you had a you? So you got picked. You started work. How did you know you had a job the next day? Yes, that's a very interesting. Uh, so there are people, they come and pick someone or that. So the manager at that time, the plant manager came and uh, he said, uh, okay, son, there's a job over there. Go and clean the floor and make the cartons. Uh, and uh, if I don't see you before three o'clock, don't worry about coming next day. So to his credit, about 10 to three, I thought uh, that I'm finished. That means I have no job. 10 to three, he came and said, yep, you've done well. Don't worry about the bench. You can start doing the same thing from tomorrow. I thought to myself, gee, I had done something right. I, I you know, I did my job well. Uh, and uh, that's how I started. And I was so pleased that day that uh, someone recognized, you know, the, 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 the teams recognized my, you know, the, the hard work and everything. And uh, so now it's a 32 years uh, with the wow. teams. Uh, we'll get to that. So we'll so we'll get to that. 
I'm wondering at that time when you first started, did you realise working in an abattoir held the reputation as among the toughest jobs in Australia? I mean, tough men, hard work and dangerous work as well. Did you know all that? No, no, I haven't got, I never been to, never been to a, a, a abattoir before all my life, never, ever. That's my first experience. Uh, but I think, uh, yes, it's a uh, tough and dumb. Yeah, it's, uh, you are right, everything what you said. But I think uh, these family, uh, I mean, they are visionaries and the innovators of the industry. They had a very good uh, way of uh, running their business. So I didn't feel any uh, difference. Uh, matter of fact, I was the only dark person on that plant at that time. But I think uh, it's a family business. It's a, a very well, a very, a very strong leadership. So I think uh, that is why I'm here uh, 32 years later. So, Waza, when you started, you started sweeping on the floor and making making up the boxes to put the meat in, etc. Did you work right That's through kept... the meatworks eventually? Did you go into the um, the knocking box and the burning room, etc., etc.? Yeah, initially I learned all the jobs in the morning room, packing the slides, you name it, uh, cleaning the floor. I think that's a, clean the floor is a very interesting, I think uh, you are starting from the bottom. I think uh, you understand how uh, how hard or how, how you feel about it. Then when you go all the way up, packing the slides in the morning, then the other departments, as you mentioned, sort the of floor, open room rendering, you get the full perspective of the business. And you did, I did you, was so uh, I have to ask, did you work in that, Probably the toughest part of all the gut room. Yes, I work every every section of the plant. Wow! So you were also studying at the time, I believe. You decided that you wanted to go some distance in this uh, in this industry, and you started yes. started to study part time. That's correct. I had very strong my education background back at home, but I want to continue. And the piece gave the opportunity as well. Uh, I done the the, the Gatton University mentor there. Then for other, I did other uh, courses at, as well in the university. So I was working on the uh, initially day shift, then went to night shift. So I worked till uh, two o'clock till about say eleven o'clock. Then go home. Then next day at university, and then come back to work. So it had been doing for about initially two three years, Kerry. And I think that's the only way to. Uh, only way to succeed, uh, you had to have a good strong. Yes, you, uh, you ended hand. you ended up with a diploma in meat sciences, I believe. Is that it? Yes, I did uh, in Catan University. I'm talking with uh, Wazantha Mudan Nayaka, better known as Waza. He's the boss of the Lakes Creek Meatworks up at Rockhampton. Back in a moment after this brief word from Alenko Animal Health. Don't let your cattle suffer the setbacks caused by buffalo fly. Combat buffalo fly with Corral Patriot and Silence insecticidal ear tags. Providing up to four months of long-lasting fly control. Alanco has you covered with a range of ear tags to suit your rotation program. Contact Alanco and find out how you can win the buffalo fly battle now. We're back on the grill with uh, Wazantha Mudan Nayaka, better known as Waza. And he is now the boss of the Lakes Creek Meatworks. In 2004, Tees decided to reopen the old CPC abattoir at Rockhampton, and the bosses asked you to Rocky to go to Rocky and basically run the operation there. That's a big step. That is an amazing opportunity. I think uh, Rockhampton. Uh, it was uh, uh, the the our the Bradley's father, previous chairman Alan Tees. Him and the late Kerry Packer, they had a joint. It was shut for about four years. Uh, no, uh, no, no production at all. It was just shut. 
years. Then after joint venture with the his family and the Packer family, uh, Brad Pitt, our CEO, he asked me, okay, uh, uh, would you like to go and on the Rockhampton facility? I mean, Rockhampton is it's an icon. This plant was built 1871. It's a lake plant. I mean, anyone know about the meat industry, the icon of the plant. I mean, at that time, 1800-900, the whole Rockhampton town work over here. So it's a great uh, honor and a privilege. Uh, so I came over here. Uh, when I first came over here, we started with 113 odd people. We possess only 344 head. But now, after 18 years operation, uh, we are the biggest employer in Rockhampton. Uh, and over about 750 people, about two, wow. 25 different nationalities. Well, I want to go. I want to uh, go. I want to go back before you go too far forward, uh, was it? <laughs> when you arrived there, you along with the Tees boys, and I have to say, uh, famously shy of publicity, you decided a key to the success of this venture in Rocky was community involvement. That's hardly a feature in Meatworks anywhere. So, how did you make community involvement work with the Meatworks? Uh, that's a very, very good question because uh, Rockhampton is a very um, Anglo-Saxon when you say because xenophobic country is a small population. So uh, what we wanted to, I mean, um, that's uh, I think how the teas operate as well because that's the bad issue. So we came over here. We got the because at that time unemployment is so low, we can't have people to work for here. So we got the people from all walks of life, from the Brazil, from the Vietnam, from the Philippines, from the China. So do that. We make sure that we let the community know, community leaders, the council, the politicians, the police, the schools, the, all the community. So we had the meetings about it. So before they come, uh, we prepare the town, okay, these people are coming and, you know, what we do. And we look after everything, transport, the accommodation, the, all those things. Then the, the it, beyond went to the, so that many people coming from different countries. So community, at the end, they, they, they allowed it because the different element of, you know, food, the, their culture, the sports, the, the community can't do without them now. And we do, Rockhampton, we are doing amazing amount of, Community, we've got a soccer team for Brazilians, we've got a basketball, two teams for Chinese and the Filipinos, we've got a cricket team for the Australians, Indians, <laughs> Sri Lankans, and uh, plus we do a lot of community multicultural events. Uh, or you you, you have a lot of you have a lot of barbecues, I understand. Is that right? De- definitely, we have a uh, barbecues. But one thing is very uh, very uh, uh, close to my our heart, uh, this family and the myself that is every last nine years we done for the christmas day all my staff sacrifice their time and we go and cook up home people it's a homeless barbecue in rockhampton uh, and uh, we didn't do last two years because of covid restrictions but we are planning to this year but two years ago last one it's over 300 people came to that barber, homeless wow. barbecue they're not all homeless they are some of them are, you know, they know where to go, elderly people, no relatives and everything. So I think we think we are so, I mean, Australia, so we are so blessed. I mean, I'm so blessed to be in this country and working for this company. But there are a lot of people suffering out there as well. So we want to reach out to those people. I think uh, we are doing and we are doing and uh, we as a big part of Tees and myself yeah. uh, to reach out yeah. to those and, people. In, in essence, you and the company were making people uh, number one, but the employees and the community from which they came. Exactly right. That people, number one. I think that's a, a T's philosophy. A good example, myself, Kerry. I mean, I'm coming from Sri Lanka, never no experience. Give me the opportunity. 
then it's up to me to succeed myself. The, the bad and the peace family. So the okay, they show the way. They have the strong culture for the people. They strong family leadership. So that uh, I thrive on that. I'm so uh, grateful for that. When you started, was it? I would yes. think that the vast majority of workers would be Aussie, but all that has changed dramatically over the years, hasn't it? Uh, definitely. I mean, in my experience, two years ago, uh, as you mentioned rightly, it's a very tough, thing, but technology has, been, uh, has improved a lot, health and safety, food safety, the culture. The, the, I have a people working on the floor. They have their degrees in their own country. Some of them are accountants, some of them are uh, the engineers, some of them are so many educated people working over here. So, and and the investment for the company, uh, the the team has done that for the get it a better place. It's like going to a hospital now. It's not like a uh, like the rough old days as the meat was bloody hard. It's not like that. It is absolutely high tech. Uh, and uh, very clean, and the quality product that we produce for our customers around the world. Plus, uh, I think it's the people, or not only the, our community, the people, the sub, you know, the the the, the 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 people who give the product, glaciers. I mean, they are very important part, and these are very much involved with them as well uh, uh, to uh, to 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 you know understand the business and that look after them. So it's a it's a it's a 75 years in the industry, it's a huge uh, task. So I think, uh, as I said before, that uh, the, it's a lot of work, a lot of commitment, a lot of strong leadership, uh, as well as the... Uh, yes, the, it's the, a, the you have 26 nationalities there, I understand. Uh, you're in a tough, tough business, yet you, it all seems to, to work. What's the one ingredient do you think that's uh, essential for that to work? People. People. And the leadership. Uh-huh. People and the leadership. I think uh, uh, leadership is come from uh, 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 people like uh, the CEO and the sorry, chairman. That is, and the uh, and the people. Without people, I mean, Australia at the moment is the manufacturing industry is a very challenging, the dying industry to be uh, 75 years and strong. And we are spending capital expenditure. I mean, this plant alone, we are talking about hundreds of millions of spending in the future because we know our future is. Yes, there are challenges. But I think that people make this business strong today, and I firmly believe in that. And uh, uh, and uh, and uh, we continue to flourish because we look after our people in every way we can. Not only at work, out the outside, sort of of expatriate people. I mean, they, they, you know. So I think that's the that's the key success that we had that carry. Right. And we are we, having. We, we mentioned uh, we've mentioned a lot your involvement with the community. You were recognised by the community with them. An Australia Day Award recently. Tell us about that. Uh, it's about two years ago. Yes, uh, the the for multiculturalism, the promoting multiculturalism. Uh, that's from the uh, Rockhampton. Then they had the premiers award. Uh, uh, same thing um, for multiculturalism in the Brisbane. Uh, then I was part of the advance Rockhampton committee. Uh, that is the economic side of it. Then I was the member of the Council of Manufacturers. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Council. Uh, the, the present. Uh, Treasurer Cameron Dick, he was running that, you know, the manufacturing minister. So I have been privileged enough to uh, uh, receive some awards as well as to be part of uh, uh, for the, the the advisory or, or, or membership committees on the advancement of the economics in Rockhampton as well as in Queensland. So yeah, so I, I didn't do it for the the, the, the get the award to recognize, but I think uh, people uh, people appreciate what uh, I do and the does. 
So I think uh, yeah, it's an honour. I, I really appreciate that. Time for a quick break, and this time we're hearing from our podcast partner, Kelly's Finance Group. Established since 1988, Kelly's Finance Group have the finance solutions when it comes to agribusiness lending, from property loans and livestock funding to machinery and vehicle finance. They are the experts in arranging finance on behalf of their clients that not only ensures market-leading interest rates, but more importantly, financing that is suited to your agricultural operations, not your lender's bottom line or their preferred security position. With access to an array of specialists and traditional finance providers, there's no job too big or too small for the Kelly's Finance Group team. Contact Kelly's Finance Group today for an independent and confidential discussion on how we can add value to your business moving forward. Welcome back. You're on the grill with Wazantha Mudan Nayaka, better known as Waza. We're hearing Waza's story about his rise to become manager of the second largest meatworks in Australia. Waza, is there any chance of encouraging more Australians, not that you need necessarily Australians, but encouraging young people to go into the processing industry? Is, is that still one of the aims of the, of the Tees Group? Definitely. A uh, good example, we do, uh, last two years, we couldn't because of COVID, this happened. Every year, we uh, at Rockhampton plant, we go to Lake Creek School, Grammar School, Cathedral College, the kids and the uh, university, they come to the plant once a year, mainly year to an agricultural student. They, we take them to the plant to the for whole day, uh, and uh, we explain them, do a presentation, then we'll have a little barbecue, good meat, meat bad meat. Uh, and we now this year we are starting again. So we are heavily involved in the local community schools, the universities, another one called ICMJ, and uh, the, the, that is the meat judging we are doing again this year. So they are all agricultural students. They come from agricultural background. We bring them to the plant and we explain what we do. As you mentioned very rightly, some people have perception that meat work is a hard, bloody, sweaty, everything that perception. They're all not coming to work for us, but I have a good born in Australia, very in Australia, educated Australia. They are working me at the right now. I can tell you, we are 10, more than 10 people now, our QA manager, then I have a QA on the thing. Then I have and, a uh, That's wonderful, isn't it? Now, look, the whole chain through the Meatworks must have changed considerably since you started. The automation is taking over. Is, is that the inevitable way of the operation of Meatworks these days? That is the huge changes, uh, the, the technology and the uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, we are doing the first trial in R&D uh, research at the uh, 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 and the MLA. So we are doing as trials as we speak, that's automation. It doesn't mean no one loses the job, but the job that we need the people more, but is the main aim is to make it more sophisticated, more robotic science. I think, I think no one else in Australia, TEAS is the first one doing that. And uh, we are doing trials as it is. Not only the robotics side, other areas as well. I mean, we just build an uh, enormous warehouse in uh, uh, the Brisbane, the, the and we have the robotic or the stacking cartons. People won't handle them. All done, it should be manual job, but it's going to be fully automated. So as I said, but it doesn't mean we no one losing the job. There are enough jobs, but they make assist for them to do it better, do it quicker and uh, you know and health and safety all those things we can achieve those things so heavily we are, we are investing very heavily 
uh, I think uh, this uh, leadership is really, really big one that investing for the future for this business. It was when you look back, what's the abiding memory you hold in your journey from standing in the casual ABQ at the Bean Lean Meatworks to be running the second largest meatworks in Australia? What's your abiding Kerry, memory? I think uh, Australia is the best country on earth, and I'm so blessed. I have been travelled around the world. I think this country gives opportunity. If you want to succeed, this is the place to be. And I'm so blessed that I met uh, his family. And that's the second blessing I had. And uh, so all my life, whatever I achieved, I achieved for this his family and this great country of ours. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to be an Australian. And uh, people. some people take advantage of it. I mean, I'm so blessed that I came over here. Was a yeah, you're an icon and an outstanding success story. Congratulations to you for your commitment, your hard work, uh, your offered opportunities, and you took them head on, which also speaks volumes for the Tees Boys as well. Great to hear your story, was it? Thank you for being on the grill. Thank you so much, Gary. And it's an honor to be with you. I have been following you for the last 29, 30 years. <laughs> and I'm so, uh, uh, so pleased that uh, I had the chance to Stop talk to you today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's your story today, was it? Thank you. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you. And thank you for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Kerry Lonigan, and this is the Weekly Grill brought to you by Alenko Animal Health and the Kelly's Finance Group. <laughs> <laughs>